0: What a good morning it is. As Justin said, we're thankful that we're all together, that we can praise God, we can sing songs of his name, we can listen to a portion of his word, and we hopefully will go closer together in love. I want to thank the song leaders this morning because whether you noticed or not, they're all songs of one idea and one thought. And I asked them to lead these particular songs to set up the lesson of the morning. If you remember, for the last two months, I've been talking about the new songs that we have, have learned to sing and what, how they fit in with the scriptures. We had one of praise, and we had one of prayer. And this morning, I want to talk about a- accumulation of all the songs we've sung this morning, some new, some old, that have a thought, an idea. And that thought or idea is heavenly love. When you talk about heavenly love, what do you think about it? You think, well, God loves us, and he does. And you think, well, I understand what heavenly love is, but let me tell you, we're going to talk this morning of how deep that love is and how it is heavenly love, not man's love. Well, <laughs> yep, turn it, did it. In the song that we sang, heavenly love was all that could help me. Mankind has been looking for a way to justify himself before God, and he can't do it. He's been looking for a way to please God on his own merits, and he can't do it. Why? Because we're sinners. And because we always fall short of what God wants us to do, we just that way. So his love, heavenly love, is all that could help me. As we read in Romans, the fifth chapter, the sixth verse, for when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man would one die, yet perventer for a good man would one even dare to die. But God commended his love. He showed us his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That is a deep love. Continue reading there in the 10th verse, it says, For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, we were brought back to him because of his Son's death. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Heavenly love was all that could save us. It was all that could reconcile us. It was all that would bring an atonement. You and I were sinners. Mankind was an enemy to God, and yet he chose to show his love through his Son. How deep is the Father's love for us? A question that I don't think we will ever answer as mankind. How deep is his love? It is so great. It is so magnificent. It is so much more than we can imagine. In John 3, Verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. We see that all the time on posters. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have, in the, have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world. The world was already condemned. It is full of sin, but the world through him might be saved. He sent his Son because of his love. He sent his Son so we could have salvation. If you look in Ephesians, the second chapter, and you start reading there in the first verse, you'll see where the writer there talks about how that we were in sin and that we followed after the devil and that we followed after our own lusts and the things of the flesh. And he says here that because of God's love, he says, But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, sins, hath quickened us together with Christ by grace you are saved, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It was his great love that turned, gave mankind the opportunity to go from sinful lust to serving our God. It was his great love that he loved us, even though we were dead in sin. First John 3 and 1, behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of... Ephesians 2 talks about how that we were sinful men and how that we were following our own lust and we were following the devil. And because of his great love, he bestowed on us a manner of love that I don't believe we really understand. I don't, can comprehend. And he has bestowed it on us and he can call us sons sons of God, daughters of God, all because of his love. God's love is different than man's love because we fail from time to time, but God's love is faithful. It is a faithful love. It does not vary. In the song that we sang, it is a faithful love, but back in Isaiah the 49th chapter in the 15th verse, it says, can a woman forget her suckling child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet I will not forget thee." God's love is faithful and on top of that, his son that he sent to this earth was to demonstrate the faithfulness of God's love. Faithful love flowed down from a thorn-covered crown. When you think about the Savior, when you think about the Son of God, the power that he had, that he possessed, why would he die on the cross? He did it because of faithful love. He did it because of heavenly. He did it because it needed to be done, but loved him. And he showed it blood that flowed down from, cr- from the thorn-covered crown. John 13 and 1. Here about six weeks ago in our study in John on Wednesday night, this was the chapter that was to be studied, and I never really thought of this first verse as when we were going over it came to my mind. The first verse, the 13th chapter of John, says, Now before the feast of the Passover, approximately a week before Jesus was going to be crucified, when Jesus knew that his hour was come... That he should depart out of the world unto the Father. He knew that it was getting close, the hour. But you know, it says there, he knew that the time was going to come, <coughs> excuse me, was going to come that he was going to depart this world and be with his Father. We've got Thanksgiving coming up here soon, and many of us will have our children come home, or we will go to our parents or to our children, and we will be with them, and we look forward to that. Jesus had been away from the Father for some 33 years. And he knew, it doesn't say here, he was talking about, oh, I've got this, I've got to die on the cross. I've got all of these pain and suffering. What he said was, "Is it won't be long, and I'll be going home, home. But you know, he could have just got up and left. He could have just gone home. I've been here long enough. But it says there, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them until the end. He was looking forward to going home, but he had one last thing to do. And because of his love, because of God's love, he loved him all the way. I've seen love and Jesus. He presented heavenly love in an earthly body for us. Revelations 1 and 4. (laughs) John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come. And from the seven spirits which are before the throne and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the king of the earth. (coughs) Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own body. How do you reconcile that without heavenly love? He washed our sins away with what? With his blood. He washed it. He covered us. He gave it as a sacrifice. We've been talking about God's love, and I I wanted to present this sinuses again to me. So what is his love? Well, first of all, in 1 John, the fourth chapter, in the eighth verse, it says, He who does not love does not know God. So it requires us to love to really know God. For why? For God is love, as we sing. In this, the love of God was manifest. It was showed to us that God has sent his only begotten Son in the world that we might live through. We need to love as God loved. But he manifested himself. He showed that love to us in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the perpetuation of our... We've talked about it this morning, and we read about it in Romans the fifth chapter, we're enemy, we were enemies, of, and yet God sent his son to take care of us. That's godly. All of us know about First Corinthians, the 13th chapter. That's the chapter of love. You hear it at weddings, and people use it in their vows, and we talk about what love is in the 13th chapter. I want you to look from the standpoint of this lesson this morning a little deeper in what is written there. What kind of love is it that's there? My wife and I have been married over 52 years. I love her. She says she loves me. I hope so. But you know, when the scripture says love suffereth long and is kind, uh, there's been times that I've lost my patience. There's been times I haven't. Be- love does not behave rudely or be rude, and there have been some times that that's not been my. Love does not seek his own. I have been selfish at times and not taken into consideration what she. Love is not provoked. I've been angry. Now, before we talk about what a jerk I am, poor husband, I want you to understand that this kind of love never fails. But earthly love fails. Godly love does not. We are weak, and we sin, and we don't live up to what God wants us to live up to. And if you're going to talk about love never fails, you better talk about heavenly. It never fails. In Matthew 5 and 43, you have heard that it is, has been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemy and bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despisefully use you and persecute you. That ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on, on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and on the ju- unjust. Let me give you a mental exercise. If a person came up to me with a gun and said, okay, you can die, or your wife can die, your children can die, your grandchildren can die, which one do you want to do? That's a pretty easy decision. But you know, if he came up and said, you can die, or Bonnie can, or Denver can die, or somebody else can die, well, I'd like to think that I'm strong enough to say, yes, I want those men to live and I will take their, but how about the guy that hates you? How about the guy that doesn't like you? How about the guy that's always in your face? Christ died for us when we were yet sinners, an enemy of that. You and I need to strive for that love. We need to work towards being better at love and strive to be as God wants us to. In John the 14th chapter, he says, he who hath my commandments and keepeth, keeps the it is He who loves me, and He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love Him and then manifest myself in Him. This is, if you think about it, this in our lesson. This is more than love, love. This is love. He says, if you keep my commandments, is the person who loves me unconditionally, and if you love me, I will love you unconditionally, and on top of that, my Father will love you with a heavenly love, and I will be manifest. I will show myself in you, that other people will know that you are followers of me because of your love. I will manifest myself in you. In the 13th chapter, John, the 34th verse, it says, a new commandment I give you that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. But this all will be known that you are mine. By this, all will be known that you are my disciple, if you have love one for another. If we demonstrate the love of God among each other, People on the outside will look and say, that's his disciple because of the way he loved, the way he does good things, the, the charity that is in his heart, the way he takes care of other people, the good deeds that people do, they can look and say, that's a disciple of Jesus Christ because of his love. Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times. Jesus said unto him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Jesus said, we need to forgive and have mercy over and over and over. What is heavenly love if it's not mercy and forgiveness over and over? Jesus continues there in the 23rd verse where he says, Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like to a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And then he goes to tell this parable. You and I are in the kingdom of God. We are in the kingdom of heaven today. He's established in us, in our hearts. We need to demonstrate that. You remember the account there where there would, the king called his servants to give an account, and one servant came up and owed, owed so, so much that is beyond comprehension. was 10,000 talents. Now, 10,000 talents of gold is worth more than 10,000 talents of silver, but 10,000 talents, talents of silver is more money than I think any of us can realize, and it was owed. It says that the king forgave him of that debt. When we look at our Savior and our God, how much has he forgiven us? How much has he taken care of our debt? The debt we owe, we cannot pay. And I like the way the scripture said, frankly, he forgave. You and I need to be that way because we are in the kingdom of God. We need to forgive others. We need to show love for others. We need to show mercy, forgiveness for others because we are children, the God in heaven that shows that love to us. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us, that we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. How can we not be forgiven, forgiving, and kind, and loving of our brethren if God loved us? 1 Peter 3 and 8. (laughs) Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one for another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous, not rending evil for evil or railing for railing, but counterwise blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye shall inherit a blessing. You and I have been called as children of God to show mercy and love for each other. We have been called to show heavenly love to mankind. We need to do that. We need to strive to do that. We need to work on our caring for others. As we end the lesson, I asked Caleb if he'd lead this song. He's the only one I know that leads this song, so I had to get Caleb to lead it. And can it be? The words are so beautiful in this song. Behold, I come before your throne to claim your mercy immense and free. No greater love will ever be known. I think in our lesson this morning, you can understand no greater love will ever be for, oh my God. It found out me. What is the it? Love. God's love. It found out me. If you are a child of God this morning, sitting in this audience, having had your sins forgiven, striving to do what is right for the Lord, it's not by accident. It's by the fact that God love, <clears throat> excuse me, God love found you. His love found you. It found me. And it means for us to do what he asks us to do, which is to love others and be merciful to others and take care of other. for his love found. If you're not a child of God this morning, if you have not obeyed the gospel and had your sins washed away through baptism, the representing of his blood as it flowed down from the cross to cleanse our sins, the perfect sacrifice, guess what? You're not here by accident. God's love found you. Don't lose the opportunity to become a child of his. He's looking for you. He wants you. The heavenly love that was put out for the enemies that were mankind is put for you. Don't give up the opportunities. We stand and sing two verses of the songs. And tenderly.